Hey everyone, it's Julia Treat from juliatreat.com and you're listening to my podcast, Stepping Into the Light. And once again, I'm being joined by Lara Alexiou. She is my yoga instructor and I want to introduce her properly so you can know all of the things that she does. So Lara has been helping people transform their lives through the Eastern healing arts since 2003. She has trained extensively in yoga, Qigong, meditation, and Taoist philosophy with Bikram Chowdhury, Jimmy Barkin, and Zen Wellness. In addition to running her award-winning studio, Steamtown Yoga, she is a Zen business mentor with Zen Business Mastery and coaches, I'm sorry, and coaches other yoga studio owners in creating sustainable businesses and abundant lives. In 2017, she received her Doyi Mastery Certificate, recognizing 10,000 hours of Qigong and meditation practice. Wow. Laura has presented workshops on yoga, Qigong, meditation, Zen lifestyle, abundant living, personal empowerment, and mastery mindset for Yoga Alliance. Mind Body Bold, the National Qigong Association, NEPA Yoga Festival, and Zen Business Bootcamp Live, and also TEDx. So welcome, Laura. I am so glad that you're joining me again. Welcome, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. It's always, always so fun to chat. Yes, I just had to make sure I just switch my screen, make sure I'm recording us because I do show this, um, I post this on YouTube as well. So I wanted to make sure I had this going. Everything's set now. Okay. So, uh, you know, we talk often, you know, in your studio or on our own and, and about how much you've helped me and, you know, both of us have this goal of just helping others in whatever way that we can help them live a better life, a more abundant life. And this week, I kind of reached out to you and said, I want to speak about um, the correlation between, you know, if your life, if you feel stuck in life. So I talk to clients all the time, either during um, healing sessions or readings, and they're stuck in life in, in one area or more. And so uh, it never fails. It usually comes up how are you moving your body? You know, are you moving your body in any way? And um, I would say most of the time they're not. They're either working super hard or sitting at a computer at their desk or they're trying to make things happen, but they're not physically moving their body, you know, getting the energy moving and flowing. Yes. So I wanted you, if you wouldn't, wouldn't mind, talk about how that correlates, just that to keep the energy moving in life and moving forward, that we... I always say we have to move our feet. Like we have to just move forward energetically somehow. Yeah. So, yep. Do you want to elaborate on that? Yeah, that's such a great topic. And there's a lot there. So yeah. let's kind of start with remembering that we and everything outside of us are all the same. That, uh, that, that we are, you know, we're, we're like a little, you know, a little manifestation of, of life. And that we get to, you know, we have this wonderful body, we get to move it around. And through that, life gets to really experience itself through us. And so when we're not moving, everything starts to, starts to slow down. Everything kind of starts to shut down even a little bit. Because I talk to students a lot about the energy inside the body. It's very similar um, to, let's think of it as like a, a run, running water. Let's think of it as a stream. How about that? 
I love it. And that if the water in the stream isn't moving, it gets yucky, right? We've all been to those places, you know, on the walk, you're like, oh, it's so beautiful. And then you look over here and it's like kind of the dead, stagnant, like frothy water. And you think, oh, you know, what's happening? And if you kind of look at that, you see that it's blocked. Like you can very clearly see that image. And our bodies are no different than that, that when we stop moving, we start to block everything. And we'll feel that physically in the body. You'll start to feel achy. You'll start to feel creaky. Old injuries will start to creep up. You'll get back pain. You'll get headaches. You know, all those things start to happen in the body. But that's true in everything else as well. That if we're not moving, nothing's moving. Because we're no longer that active conduit of the energy flowing. We've, we've somehow, you know, we, we've put a little stopper in it, you know, kind of unknowingly. I think it happens slowly and smallly and steadily until finally you feel like, gosh, I'm just, I'm just not moving. And I think that's so true. So many people do feel that way. So first we want to recognize that connection that as we are, that's what's being reflected in our lives. Absolutely. And then what I want to remind people of that is so important when you're feeling this is so many people get hung up on feeling that they have to, that to make changes in your life, that you have to undo past things. And I'm here to help people know that you don't have to undo anything, just start doing don't worry about undoing. Don't worry about, oh, I, I did this. I've been at this job. I've been in this relationship. I've been in this mindset. It doesn't matter. It's fine. Totally, totally fine. Whatever you've been doing, been thinking, whatever your habits are, fine, fine, fine. Don't think about undoing. Only start thinking about what are you going to do? What is one, one little thing Mm -hmm. that you can just start to do because one little thing, just think of it, you know, one little drip out of your faucet is going to cost you a lot of money at the end of the month, right? <laughs> so it's a negative example, but the body's the same way and energy's the same way. One little thing that you can start doing is going to start that whole big, you know, that, that rush coming and it's fine. We don't need a rush. You know, you don't need to undo everything. You don't need to turn your faucets up to full max. Like just, just start little, start with one thing. Mm -hmm. Because the other thing, and then I'll take a break because I know I always say it a lot. I'm like, I'm a fast talker and I always give a lot of info. The oh, third yeah. thing that I want to say about it is we also want to condition the body to get moving. Because sometimes if we use that water analogy, you know, if you suddenly let everything start to rush free without any kind of direction, without any preparation, um, that can be a very destructive force. Water is actually a very powerful force, but a very destructive force. So, um, you know, energy is neither good nor bad. It's just how it's being directed to move. And we want to keep that in mind. So it's, so start with one, one thing, like what's one thing. And maybe we'll, we'll talk about that after I, I take a breath. We'll talk about little things <laughs> you can start to get moving, but don't undo, just do, just start doing. And don't worry about doing a lot. Just get one drip, get one movement, get one, one toe moving, one finger, you know, one thought. Yes. I love all of that. Thank you for that. And I, the ideas were flowing, all these questions now that I want to, you know, or, or comments that as you're talking, it just is such a flow for us that you were talking about the, the, the energy getting stuck. And it's like that pool of water, that stream, or, or, you know, I take people to a place called seven tubs outside of Wilkes-Barre here in, in Northeast Pennsylvania. And I do um, tours there. 
And I discuss how, you know, see this pool, um, the rocks have just shifted. So now it's the cesspool. And when we stop moving, that's what happens inside of us. And it's, it's, you know, it's not just the stuff we're putting in our body. It's environmental. It's emotional, like <laughs> emotional stuff tops it all, to be honest, in my, the way I feel about it. And that when we just move that one little rock and it can be begin to trickle again, like you said, you just take one little step, you do one little thing, it starts the flow. And then I was thinking about, you know, I took the class with Jimmy Barkin when he came the last time. Mm -hmm. And he, he said something that I know now because I started, I, I realized, he said, someone asked if I can work, if I can do three days a week. So say I can do three days of hot yoga a week. Um, I come Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and he said, I would suggest that you try it three days in a row because you're building from that previous day instead of giving yourself that day of rest in between when you start, like for me, it made sense for me because I can, I start getting a little tighter on that day off and then I'm, so I started doing more days in a row and I'm feeling so much more flexible and freer and um, you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah, it's. If it's getting, it, you're not working against yourself. It's like you get, you get the current moving, you get the momentum moving. And I think that when you get started doing anything, it's building the habit and building that, that small little daily habit. So I think if you're trying to get started doing anything, like a little bit every day is better than an hour of something once a week. Like if you could do, like, let's just pretend that you're going to, um, Let's, let's pretend you're just gonna, you're gonna start walking, you know, like walking up and down your driveway and around the block every day is better than saying once a week, I'm gonna go on a three mile hike. Like it's better to just start with something that you can maintain and yeah. get that nerve going. Love that. Yeah, you'll recall, you know, I, I go back and forth with a knee issue that seems to flare up sometimes. And I'm trying to think, it was the end of summer this past summer that I did a 21 day meditation at um, a, a nearby mountain, Elk Mountain. Mm -hmm. And it was a beautiful place to be for meditation because it was so quiet. You know, it's, it's a ski slope area. You know, now it's busy, but it wasn't at the time. And I remember I, I was going to the chiropractor at the time twice a week to adjust my knee. It wouldn't be dislocated, but it would be out enough. And I would sometimes have fluid and you saw me in class. Sometimes I could go, you know, far out and some, sometimes I just stand there. Yeah. And so I started this 21 day meditation because I felt guided to, I felt like God had guided me, go come to the mountain and sit with me. So I started out um, and I told Michael, my boyfriend, I said, on the 21st day, I'm walking up that mountain. Now this is something I would not be able to do, you know, cause my knee had bothered me so much. And cause some days I was limping. So I started out meditating, just sitting and meditating. I did that for a few days. Then I kind of walked a little bit. I didn't walk up a hill. I just walked a few steps back and forth and then it would get a little further out. Well, I was coming near the 21 day meditation, the end of it. And I think it was day 17. I got home and I was watching the weather and I told Michael, I said, Oh my gosh, it's supposed to rain. Not tomorrow, the 18th day, but then after that, it's just supposed to like pour. <laughs> so I went up on the 18th day to just do meditation and I sat there and I just, there was this gentleman and his um, wife walking with their dog. They said hi. And I said hi to them. And I just heard in my head, let's go. I kid you not. I picked up my mat. I started marching. I went straight up the ski slope. It's the black diamond or whatever, the straight down one. I didn't <laughs> even take the trail. 
<laughs> and I walked up that massive mountain and I stopped many times to, to catch my breath and pray that I made it. And I made it to the top of the mountain and I had no pain. I, I kid you not. And here comes that couple. I beat them there. They really? Did you? <laughs> and the husband goes, um, I'm standing there like catching my breath, looking down and he goes, did you just walk up that? And I go, yes, I did. And he goes, I, you're crazy. And I go, well, I'm certain I wonder. <laughs> That's a funny story, but it's the truth. But I had it in my mind. I was going to do it. And then when I saw it was raining, I was like, wait a minute, I'm going to do this. But I didn't show up that day saying, I just went up there to just be and to move. And something inside of me said, you can do more. And I did. And my, I didn't have any pain afterwards. I didn't have any swelling. I was blown away. And it really helped me understand even more with the mind-body connection. Well, what people, what, that's such a beautiful story, first of all. And thank you for sharing that. And what people forget is that the mind controls the body. And that if you really, really, really want to change your body, you have to change your mind yeah. or you have to control your mind. Like it's our mind that says, yes, I can do this. No, I can't do this. You know, like we see it all the time in, in hot yoga. I can't take the heat. I can't stand on one leg. Like I love it. Sometimes people come in with all these excuses. Like sometimes it's in the air and even very regular students, like even you, sometimes, you know, they'll come up and they'll be like, well, don't look at me during class today. And <laughs> No, I'll just pretend I'm not there. Who knows what's going to happen? And, and sometimes I have like six or seven people all come in and tell me like why they're going to have such a terrible class. And I'm like, well, remember, even last night, I, had, <laughs> I came in and I said, I'm usually in the front. And I said, I'm going to be in the back because I ate a really large meal, a little too close to class, but I still showed up. Like, yeah. and it ended and up being fantastic. Go up and you don't, you don't know. And you get started with just one little thing. And when you, when you go with the movement, it's just one breath at a time. And when you can control one breath, then you can really control your life. And what I always remind people of, and you've probably heard me say this in class, is that, you know, we talk a lot in yoga about breathing because it's a direct connection with the universe like it's our most it's our most it's our biggest connection that we're taking the universe and we're inhaling it directly into our bodies so it's considered a very direct connection with the universe and with self and breathing happens whether you think about it or not i mean you can you can affect it you can hold your breath you can speed it up breathe through your nose you know you can make choices about it or you can not think about it at all and you're still going to be breathing Mm -hmm. And if you can control your breathing, then you're starting to control an activity that happens whether or not you're thinking about it. And you're starting to control that flow of the universe, that direct exchange that's going to happen whether or not you think about it. And if you can control one inhale, one exhale, you're starting to affect that path. You're starting to affect the flow of the universe and you can use that to change your life. And it's, it's, one, it's one breath, you know, one breath at a time. And that's so important what you've, you've helped me with so much, but especially that breathing that, you know, I would sometimes almost get into a panic, just this, oh my gosh, I'm hot, I'm hot. That was just my story that I had convinced myself of. And you would always say, not that this is exactly the words, but don't confuse your heart rate with your breathing. We're gonna, or something, Tell me if I got that right. Yeah, like, yeah, that's good. 
okay. It was so, what it taught me is like, yes, get out of my head. Like I can, I can control this breathing, which slows my heart rate down. Exactly. And so now I don't ever, you know, it's just, it's, I'm going to say it's easy for me. Thank goodness, because it wasn't for a while, but that has helped me just in my own life. Just, just remember to take those deep breaths through the day. And then help me be a better mentor and teacher, helping, you know, teaching my students to remember to take those breaths, you know, those deep um, diaphragmatic breaths, because we all do this clavicular yeah. breathing. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And I can tell if I've been doing a lot of that, because I'll come to class and we'll start the deep breathing. That's the first exercise or the opening thing that we do. And I'll start yawning. <laughs> and I'm ah, like, oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> so my yawning is a sign that I've been like doing, I don't do it as much anymore, but yeah, that's, that's uh-huh. usually my little my little tip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whoops. Let me get a sip of water here. Um, okay. So I love that we're, I love that you said, you know, a breath is your true connection with universe. I think that, that's so beautiful. It actually even made me just look at breathing a totally different way than I have been. And so that was so helpful to have that, that visual. Cause I could visualize that, mm-hmm. that love from the universe. One thing I do now when I sit in class, and people do their own thing. Some people lay there and just relax. Some meditate. Some um, do push-ups. Like, <laughs> I know. <laughs> and yeah. I, I, just, I always look at it and I think, just, just relax. But, you know, whatever. Everybody's got their thing. So. No, I always look over and go, do you know what's coming? Are you crazy? No. <laughs> so that's okay. Everyone does their own thing. And now I'm just in a, a zone where I just sit and I just say, I love you, Julia. I love you, Julia. And that's what I say over and over. Um, I used to honestly sit there and pray and help, help, please help me do this. But now I just tell myself that I love me and that you showed up. Thank you for showing up and just do the best you can. And it's, that's also shifted my whole, you know, don't judge myself anymore in the class. Oh, I think self-love and self-appreciation is such an important aspect of, of yoga and all of the Eastern healing arts. I think that it's, it's so um, multifaceted because as you, as you connect to yourself, you know, as you connect inward, you connect outward. So you start to see how you're connected to everything. And that, 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 that self-love isn't, um, you know, it's not being selfish. It's, it's something that, that we, that we deserve. It's like our, our birthright to, to think that we're, that we're worthwhile, that we, deserve to take care of ourselves physically, emotionally, spiritually on all levels or a multifaceted being. And you're the second person this week that I talked to about setting intentions. And you're the second person who specifically said that their favorite intention to set before class. Because sometimes the instructor will say, take a moment, you know, closed eye, open eye, just set an intention, whatever that might mean to you. And look at people's ideas, but you know, you want people to come up with their own idea, whatever resonates at the time. And you're the second one that said, that their favorite intention is just, just to give some self-love. Because as adults, I think that that's lacking. We tend to be, um, we tend to be very hard on ourselves. We often tend to be perhaps in, in jobs where we're not feeling validated, even in, in relationships. It might be good relationships that just where like you're not every day getting like, yeah, you're so great. You know, like sometimes we forget to say that to other people. We forget to say that to ourselves. And as adults, you don't get that as much. You know, we don't get our gold stars at work when we do something good. You know, we don't get our, our little smiley face on the exams that we take. Like, we don't get those things. We get them as kids, and then that somehow goes away and goes out of our lives. And that taking that time on the mat just to say, yes, yes, this is for me. I love myself. I'm here for myself for whatever I need. 
and it's beautiful. And that's the best thing you can do because it just, it gets that energy flowing within the universe, within yourself. It gets you connected. It gets you energized. When you love anything, think of how much energy you have, right? Like, you know, those, whenever you're like, I love this, like, you know, when you're like, I love this cup of coffee, you're like, oh, so, you know, <laughs> drink it with excitement everyone else says oh really what kind of coffee do i want to drink that coffee like right it gets yeah. everybody moving and that's a silly example but no like, it's perfect think of all those things in your life and you love my coffee all right the way we love our coffee it gets everybody excited you hear us talk about it at the desk we're always talking about whatever <laughs> beverage choice we're drinking at the desk check yeah. in but think about that love gives you energy mm -hmm. so if you want to get moving in any way, you want to get that energy moving, you've got to start that self-love going. Yeah, something I wanted to point out too with the whole the love and, and opening our heart because so many of us have either experienced pain, emotional pain, or we have felt like we've caused it. So we have started, um, we've put this armor around our heart and we think it's actually protecting us from the bad stuff, but it's protecting us from everything. It's keeping it all out. And another thing with seven tubs, which I'm gonna tie into the camel position that we do, um, that seven times there's this waterfall that actually, you know, when I went there and meditated, I was guided to each fall and what it, these beautiful waterfalls and what it was, what it, how it was helping the body. There's seven of the waterfalls, there's seven oh, chakras. Oh, okay, but I only just put that together, that that's why you go there. <laughs> so this one waterfall was, it, it actually opens the heart and I have my clients, I take them in tours and I have them, they have to put their, I put their hands on their hips mm -hmm. and I tell, them, I tell them to open their chest and just allow the water to cleanse their heart of all the pain. They, and I don't have to say anything else and they're just sobbing because they're just letting go of that, that what has held them you know, has bound them. And whether it, again, it's giving love out or letting it come in. And camel pose, I feel, is a difficult for some people. And it was a hard one for me in the beginning because I had gone through life like this. This, I, I protected, yeah. And nope, I can't, mm -mm, I've hurt people. I can't let people in or I've been hurt. And so people don't realize that we've actually created this, this shelter around our heart when that camel not that people are going to sob. Some might. I have had tears come in my eyes and cried a little bit after that. Or I have felt like, whoa, dizzy, which is my, my sign of, oh, okay, we got to open that up because that's kind of, we got to get that flowing. But does that make sense with the camel pose? Absolutely. I have seen, I have seen everything after that. I've seen anger. I've seen tears. I've seen laughter and all those things. It's a very fine line. Yeah. you know um with all those because exactly. it's, it's just emotion emotions always moving and we're pretty much the ones who will who will give those words to it but it's it's just it's just opening up and um you know just for anyone who might not know you know it's a posture that really requires that you drop your head back you're opening your shoulders a very deep backward bend yeah. and it's one of the most intense things we do. It comes at the end of class when we've, uh, you know, cause you gotta, you gotta get yourself ready for it. Just like we talked about way back at the beginning, you don't want to suddenly open the floodgate. Like it wouldn't be appropriate to be like, okay, everybody, welcome to class. Here we go. Let's do camel pose. Like your body wouldn't be ready. Your mind wouldn't be conditioned. Like it would be very, very uncomfortable to a point that you'd be like, I'm never going back to that class. But we start to work our way into it so that by the time it's there you're ready and you just have to be ready to greet yourself and i always encourage people when that happens like whatever that emotion is you don't even have to name it like 
Don't even name it. As soon as we name something like, oh, this is this, I'm feeling this, this is that situation coming out of me. As soon as we do that, we're, we're attaching, we're holding it in. That keeps it all really sticky to us and sticks it in and sticks the thought and tacks it back into us. And if we can just let it go and just let it go with love and with light and just be happy that it's there, that we're grateful that now it's gone and it's flowing through without giving it, without giving it too much thought. Sometimes our, our minds are what are holding us back. You know, like emotions are always going to be flowing and that's a good thing. We want that. We don't want to be people with no emotions. Like we, that, right. what's the word for that? Zombie? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, true. I mean, there's probably something, no, we don't want like that. It's great to have emotions. We just don't want to get so hung up on our story. Like how you said, you came in with your story of like, this is me, this is how I am. And you just have to be willing. Like if you want to move forward, you have to be willing to say, okay, mm -hmm. I, yes. And now I can choose a new story. Yeah. That's what it is. And that's why I say, don't undo. You don't have to undo. Just start doing. And now in doing, maybe that does mean that you have to remedy some things. I'm not saying that you don't take responsibility for actions. I'm not saying that you don't give apologies or apologies are due. You know, I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying, just start doing. Don't think of it as undoing. I don't have to go back and undo this and undo my body and undo my shoulders and undo. Don't undo anything. Just recognize who you are right there on the mat. That's, that's what a yoga practice does. It brings you in the moment of your mat. It tells you you're perfect just the way you are. And now we're going to start doing we're not going to undo anything. We're just going to do. And in doing, things get released. Things move around. Things shift. These things transform. And before you know it, your energy's flowing and you feel better. Absolutely. I said a lot. Oh, no, that totally makes sense. And, it, I, you know, as you were describing it, it's, it's true. When I started my yoga practice and, you know, camel came up, I, I mean, I could just do this like put my hands on my hips and like lean back sometimes I had to lay down I couldn't even make it to that pose but that's just that was my thing and I mean I was I had full-blown Lyme at the time so I was like I had lots of stuff I was you know kicking to the curb but but now you know again as I used to be in the back row now I'm in the front like and even even you know being in the back row last night at class was perfect because it helped me realize how reliant on the mirror I had gotten, mm. which helps me tremendously. And I'll be back at the mirror today, but I really could go and feel my body and I could feel, I realized I was feeling the poses more than looking at my body to see where it was. I was feeling it within. So that's a whole nother story. Yeah. <laughs> but the whole uh, camel, I mean, eventually, yeah, I could bend over and get my heels and then I would lay down for the next round, but then eventually I'm to where I can do both camels. We do two in a row. And it has so helped me so much just release even, you know, the self-judgment, the whatever, like as I began to open up, it, it happened at the same time as me learning to love myself. So yeah. it, again, it was, it was correlated, like it all went together. Yeah. And um, now instead of going, oh God, like, please help me do this. Like whoever I'm calling out to, I'm, I'm literally saying, Yes, I let this go. I let this go. I let, I release this. Like, I don't put stories. I, I don't have to know why or what. Exactly. Yeah. Don't, sometimes we were doing more harm getting caught up in those things than just saying, okay, like whatever it is, clearly it wants to go. It's, yeah. it's on its way out. 
and uh, you know, sometimes things will, things will come up and we just want to notice them. Like when those thoughts about things do come up, I like to explain to students, if your mind is the sky, particularly after camel posture, you'll come back around, turn around, take a savasana, or you're just lying in stillness, letting the breath move. Just think of your mind as blue sky and the thoughts coming in are the clouds and they're, they're gonna be there but they're also gonna, they're, they're moving, right? Clouds move through the sky. They're gonna whisk away. So you can, you can kind of look at them and observe and some of them are white and fluffy and beautiful and some of them are stormy clouds, rainy clouds, but your, the blue sky of your mind is, is always there. And sometimes those clouds just have to flush themselves out and let the blue sky of your spirit be revealed. And sometimes it takes time. Sometimes it happens in one class. And I've seen people really take a long time to work through that particular posture just to, just to get, to get the stormy clouds out. And sometimes they know why some particular incident perhaps has brought them into practice. But I think more often than not, it's just, just life, just accumulation of everything and getting started and being courageous in that next step, you know, just saying I'm on my next step of life now and I'm and I'm just getting my my one foot moving in front of the other I'm getting the energy flowing and I'm ready to let go love that and I also like as you're talking I'm just picturing I'm feeling all the joy that we all feel there and I was thinking about it today that I honestly don't even know most people's names there but we are all connect like we're such a it's the yoga family we just as you said we're all connected to universe I truly feel it there that we're all just so connected and I feel so much love from these people in this room that I practice with, sometimes one time, sometimes once a day, you know, several times a week. And, but it's a beautiful feeling. And I mean, there's all different ages. I don't even know what your youngest and oldest clients are. Can you, what are the ages? <laughs> yeah, we really, we really run the gamut. Um, I'll just say that um, because of the nature of hot yoga, it's not for the very young. Um, so most of our students are over 18 and, and that's what we do recommend. We don't recommend it for people under 18. We do have a few who come in with their mother or father or guardian and practice with them. But in general, um, we have our, I'd say our main client base goes from, you know, maybe, maybe 20, like, maybe, you know, getting started in college and up through, I mean, we must have people in their seventies in there. Like we really, I, I practice, I practice next to some of them. So that's what I yeah. thought, well, at least in seventies. Yeah, it's, it is. It's amazing. And you just think that they're, they're doing what they can. They're having their class. You're having your class. I'm having my class. You know, everybody's doing what they can do, but collectively we create that energy for each other. And I also always remind people that you're so much more forgiving of your neighbor. Like for example, if you're coming out of class and coming out of posture perhaps, and are feeling very emotional and maybe you're crying, the person next to you only has love for you. Like they're not, they're not judging you in the way that we judge ourselves. So we have to always remember like, why are we willing to be, you know, so forgiving of that other person's class and so unforgiving sometimes of ourselves. And it can just be a little lesson again in that self love and just saying, Hey, we're all here together. We're all in this together. And I can give you as much love as I give myself or equally, equally deserving. And that, that, that makes, you know, when it comes to love, it's not one plus one equals two, you know, it's one plus one equals the universe. It really gets, gets things moving. Yeah, that's beautiful. I love that. I also want to just say real quick before we end for today that your studio is honestly, I bet, so I travel a lot and I do visit hot yoga studios elsewhere if they have them. 
and your studio is like impeccably <laughs> clean and beautiful and because I've been to some and it, I mean if this works for their them and their their clients but some like have carpet on the floor and it's I'll be honest, it kind of smells a little musty or, or worse, but yeah, I've, I've been to the few of those myself. <laughs> the studio is just spotless and you, you, you all mop after every class. And, but I want people to know, even if they think, gosh, I'm going to go in this place where it's hot and there's sweat, it's going to stink. It, it does not. Like, I just yeah, want to make sure people know that. Yeah, we do. We take every, every, uh, like the precaution is the word, but that's not even the right word. Like the way we see it. And, and my, my beautiful husband, Yanni, he's like, He's our, he's our guy who makes sure that everything is working and everything's in order and that it's clean. And, you know, he really goes above and beyond to make sure we have everything we need to, he does. to keep it, to keep it as, as we all deserve. Because just, just even to, to wrap it back around, you know, that studio, that's a reflection of, of me as the owner. That's a reflection of my husband, you know, as my partner in life, like that, I'm, I, I want to be that. I want, I want to be a place that you want to be. You know, I want to be a person that you want to be with. So I want to be a studio that you want to be in. I want to be a class that speaks to you because I want to speak to you as a person. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's all, it's all that same thing. I, I want to attract clients that I'm going to be interested and happy to be, you know, here and then talking to your clients. You know, like, I, I want that. I want to create that. And part of creating that community is is in keeping is in keeping a good place because i deserve that you deserve that all of our clients deserve that yeah so so i want to let everyone know if you are in a yoga practice or looking for one and you don't drive with one you just try another one like don't your, your yoga family's waiting for you and it might not be the first place you go just i want i don't want you to like give up just because well this one place just didn't feel right that's one one experience um, so let everyone know where your studio is and if you have any like specials going on right now or any classes or anything you want to talk about. Yeah. Great. Thank you. We do have a wonderful new student special. It's a two week trial and it's $29 for yeah. two weeks. We would love you to mention Julia Treat and stepping into the light so that we know where you're coming from and how you're hearing about us to get the special. We are located in downtown Scranton. It's a beautiful block. It's in the historic district. It's uh, 121 North Washington Avenue is where it is. And the easiest way to connect with us is just to go online, is to go to steamtownyoga.com. And we have a new student page. You're gonna see some frequently asked questions, what to expect, what to wear, what to do, all those things. And of course, you know, just send me an email, info at steamtownyoga.com. They go directly to me. I'm happy to answer any questions you guys have. Cool. Thank you for that. And I want to say also that, you know, parking has changed in downtown Scranton a little bit. And there is a parking garage right by your facility that if I just want to, because I'm sometimes I'm telling new students, hey, bring your ticket in and get it validated there. I mean, you have to pay, but you get a little bit of a discount, correct? Is that still going yeah, on? We get a half price, half price discount. Okay. Yep. So yep. I wanted people to know, like, yeah, out of the car. So mm -hmm. even parking can't be an excuse because take your ticket in so that they can um, update it so you get that discount. So I just wanted to say that. Oh, well, thank you. It's been a joy once again to speak with you. Thank you. It's so fun. And I can't wait to do it again. So everyone continue to keep an eye out for my conversations with Laura. We plan to bring you more amazing gifts that will help you on your journey to health and wellness and abundance. So I ask you to jump over to my website if you haven't been there yet, juliatreat.com. And thank you so much for listening to Stepping Into the Light. I'll see you next time. Bye.